Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Zanny boss, what's our door? Brand new bag. College girls, give a nigga head in my rhymes. Rockstar life, so much money, gonna make you laugh. Hey, the bitch they hate, and you can't miss what you never had. Cut the coop, walk the roof is missing Ice, lemonade, my neck was tripping Ice, lemonade, my neck was tripping Why, why, why you wanna waste my time I can tell you really hate your life Bitch, your watch the same as mine Welcome back, welcome back This is another episode of Young Black and Bother, a.k.a whatever you want to call it so this is greg just again for another solo episode i know i keep giving y'all solo episodes i'm going to give you more i promise i promise but basically i wanted to just do a brief really really brief episode about the show that i've been watching called deaf you so if you're not familiar with the washington dc area there is a university by the name of gallaudet university which is the home or more so the university for deaf individuals and i've been watching their netflix i want to say it's a docuseries which has surprised the shit out of me to be completely honest for it to be a show that is what only eight episodes it's been pretty nice i watched the entire eight episodes in one sitting and i felt as though i left with some things that disturbed me i left entertained and more importantly i I was kind of confused by the misrepresentation of black men on this show now for me i watch a lot of shows both black and white or you know just any type of tv shows that are on that look entertaining i'll try them out if they're terrible i'll end up stopping then there's deaf you so immediately it felt like i was watching the real world but after like the first episode, I was like, yo, they left with a cliffhanger that was honestly one of the wildest things I'd ever seen in my life when it came to TV shows. Where there was a character who 
I guess got the girl that he was interested in pregnant on purpose. Now, I don't know if I'm going to make this a spoiler review or not, but I'm going to try not to spoil it for you to the point where you can't go watch it for yourself. So I I went on Twitter and I was just going super ham about this show because I I can't even really like just get it off my mind right now. I want to like follow the people on social media and kind of like figure out their lifestyles. More importantly, like I didn't know that there was a group of what you would call the elite when it comes to the deaf community and what the show tries to convey the elites being are them going to deaf only schools, hanging out in deaf only communities and basically just being in one large bubble. And there's one character, um, her name is Shiana and she kind of plays both sides on the show. So she's a social media personality, basically an Instagram person who has a really like big boisterous like personality, but she's really shy on this show. Now it could be a front or it could just be who she is as a person, but it made you feel for her. And there's a certain element to the last two or three episodes of the show that you're like, okay, there's something more that's going on with her that the show's not really conveying. And she digs into it, but I'm not going to spoil that part for anybody else. I feel like that right there, it, it kind of hit home. I think it was episode six or seven where that happened, but let me just run down like my thoughts on the show. So they're like a group of characters and I just want to just go into each one of them. So number one, is this chick Alexa. So let's start with her. So Alexa has some super like major daddy issues and the show tries to portray her as a psych major and she is kind of like a female player. So she can't be tied down and you know she slept with a few people on campus but the further you go on to the show you realize she's not that way. She has more going on with her than you would think so her and her father had like a bad relationship after he divorced her mom or something like that and more importantly she is the campus hottie which surprising as shit to me because i'm like as a guy watching the show the first thing i just pinpointed was the fact that there were a lack of black women on the show and it was surprising that i counted only three. Two of them were family members to the two male black characters on the show, which I'll, I'll dig into that next. But Alexa, basically, she has these really bad daddy issues. And we try to figure it out in the first two or three episodes. You don't find out until episode eight why. And as much as you try to sympathize for her and her like cliffhanger story or what is like the big portion of the show because she's mainly the main character i feel like they might follow her on like a season two or just give her her own show you just look at her day-to-day lifestyle she has the biggest personality but she has the most problems so one episode of the show she is basically caught with another cast member on the show and they go upstairs and they go and do whatever they're doing and then they come back down and the guy just instantly just goes back to doing whatever he was doing going and drinking at this party and then she does like this walk of shame but she comes down the steps and everybody's just looking at her as if like they already know she does this now i have friends who you know we've gone to these little house parties and stuff like that before and this is behavior that we've seen and it's not just in the deaf community it's in like every college community you have that person that's considered the fast one of the group or the the woman who 
everybody inspires to be around or you feel like she slept around with a lot of people so you're gonna try your hand this is alexa on the show and it it just hurts to know like how the two black men fawn over her and i was like wait one she's not that attractive at all and two y'all know that she done slept with half the campus now if you want to sleep around with the whole campus, cool. Be my guest. The issue, though, is they make Gallaudet University seem as though it is such a small campus. And I think she even said on the show that there are about 500 women and there are about 300 men. Um, the issue with this is they make it seem like all the guys know her and all the guys want her, even though there are more better. There are better looking women on this show, which just this is just crazy, but we'll get back to her. Shiana, I think I told you guys, you know, that she is the Instagram model who goes to Gallaudet University and she's having a hard time trying to figure out if she wants to be a part of the deaf community or if she wants to just branch out and she doesn't want to live in that bubble. And I respect it because we all have been in that position where like me as a black man, you don't want to just be like, oh, you know, I can't have white friends. I can't have Asian friends. I can't have Hispanic friends. I just want to be friends with everybody because it'll put you in places that you've never been before. And I'm, you know, as anybody who has known me knows that I have friends of like all walks of life. And I felt her the most because I felt like, damn, you you know you're a part of this community, but you're not even accepted in that community. They basically talk shit about her from episode one to episode eight to the point where, you know, spoiler alert, she ends up dropping out of Gallaudet University and she starts to do the social media modeling thing, which, I mean, you would figure this if you watch the show, but I'll just leave that there. The, the next person, though, boy, I wish I had my soundboard, but I don't. But the next person is Daquan. So, I tweeted that Daquan is, he's not even a fuck boy. He's just one of those, like, ah, I just want to strangle this nigga. So Daquan and Alexa have this thing. So there's Daquan, there's Alexa, and there's the third guy who I'll get into him a little bit later. So Daquan met her through the other black character on the show, and his name's Rodney. I'll get into him. The issue with their relationship is Rodney has a crush on Alexa to this day and him and Daquan are friends Daquan and him had a situation where I guess they were out one night and Rodney decided he wanted to be a player so Daquan scooped in and decided he wanted to go and holler at Alexa he fell for Alexa and he did one of the worst things you can possibly do he tried to trap her so that's basically the cliffhanger for episode one what he does is he and her are going on a walk. They go to this park in D.C. and they have this conversation that is, is so wild that they're sitting on a bench and they end the episode by her saying, well, you try to get me pregnant on purpose. You trap me. And he admits to it. He says that basically he stealthed her. So I don't know if you're familiar with the word stealth, but not stealth or stealthing, but he basically pulled the condom off either mid stroke or he just didn't wear a condom to begin with. Now, this is where shit gets shaky, and I'm probably going to say something that really offends somebody, so please forgive me in advance. So, she slept with your boy. She's sleeping with you. And y'all both have said that she's fast on this show, which they did. They basically said that she slept with, according to the show, like half the campus, which already is wild enough. And you don't wear proper protection to the point where even her parents asked her why she wasn't 
protecting herself. Not the guys. Why weren't you protecting yourself knowing that you're going to be not promiscuous, but just be open and, you know, sexually fluid, if you want to call it that. So the fact that Daquan did the stealth and shit, it really pissed me off for him to be a black man. It's like, damn. So now we got this stigma of that's what we do to women. And I went on Twitter and I asked this question. If men do this shit, do men go and stealth on women? And the number is just insane. I didn't think I was going to hear that so many men did this shit that y'all mid stroke are taking a condom off and trying to get people pregnant on purpose. So you already know that this girl is like emotionally vulnerable, right? You know, right. And we know that she's trash. We we know this because if you watch the show, you'll, you'll slowly start to go from feeling for her and understanding her to being like, you do this shit intentionally and you know you're going to suffer a consequence. The issue is she hasn't suffered that consequence yet. So her and Daquan, they have this talk and he goes and stealths her. But obviously she doesn't keep the baby. She has an abortion, which was the cliffhanger for episode one. So my issue with Daquan was, dude, on, on this show, at least in the five or six episodes he's kind of like featured in, he falls in love with every single woman that he came in contact with. Even one, he like the girl says she's going to another school and he's like, well, I got to let you go because, you know, I want you to do your own thing. I want you. To, I'm like, she was going to make the decision without you. So what the fuck are you talking about? This is weird to me. So the fact that we already got now one trash representation of a black man on the show, especially coming from Greg, this guy, like, you know, coming from a guy in an interracial marriage, seeing how Daquan moved on the show really fucked with me, like. To, to no end and the fact that I'm doing this episode solo just shows how fucked up like I'm mentally just thinking about this shit so one part of the show he goes to the Washington Monument with you know another girl I guess the girl that he's dating that was supposed to be going to New York or whatever so he goes and he says to her he was like well we're right here in the Washington Monument blah 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 right where Dr. King made the speech and I know he was trying to make it a lighthearted joke but this shit ain't funny. So he goes and he says something to the extent of, you know, Martin Luther King had a dream that black men could get with white women. And I was like, OK, that shit might be cute in your inner circle to say, but you on Netflix, my nigga, like you on Netflix and you saying shit that just honestly just sounds stupid. What do you think? Oh my God. So next. So there's I want to say her name is Renate. Um, so. She is a sexually fluid. Uh, I want to say that's the term. She is a bisexual woman who likes both men and women. And she's in a relationship now with the woman that she actually met at Gallaudet University. So her and the girlfriend, they go to get their nails done together and they're deaf, which I thought was it was pretty interesting to see how they interact in these spaces. So they're at the nail salon, but obviously they sign. So they're signing and getting their nails done. So like the nail technician was kind of funny. She was looking at her like, girl, like, you know, I'm trying to do your nails, which I, th- I thought was pretty funny, but they touched on it on, on the show, which felt really like genuine. It made me feel like, you know what, like, that person, like not only like the person who wrote the show has some type of like common sense to just pinpoint even the smallest things that you might not think about until later on in the show, which was, it was really big. So one of the biggest most pivotal points in the show that it touches everybody is when Renate goes and does a spoken word, which she has a really big dealing with anxiety and depression. So her doing spoken word 
as a deaf individual, it was like it, it was just phenomenal, man. Like I watched it, I was like, yo, like it it makes you want to go to these places in DC. And for me to be born and raised there, there's some of these places I've never been. So I've never been to a spoken word where a you know a deaf person has gone and like gone on stage and had a performance like that and it was so moving i was like yo i like i like this so i, I gotta figure out where the spot is because i feel like i have to go and just like see how the other half live if you want to call it that so basically outside of that her relationship it felt really genuine and she seemed to be the most self-aware person of the show so i really appreciate that like i, I feel like her storyline they could have added a little bit more but they didn't God, it, it just sucks. I feel like this needs to be like a continuation, not a real world continuous, you know, continuation or anything like that. But they need to follow up with them and just see how their lives are going. Because I, I was thoroughly impressed outside of some of the fuck shit, which we're about to get into. So, boy, so the the, the fuck nigga of the day, Rodney, right? So we talked about him earlier when we were talking about Daquan and Alexa. So. Newsflash, he is a football player who honestly should be getting in trouble for all the stupid shit that he does. So Rodney is one of few people who go to Gallaudet University who chooses to go to the school and he speaks very well. He speaks like actually like, you know, words and he I can't even he, he just doesn't represent black men at all he he calls himself a player he you know he, he does the the dc behavior thing like he, he dressed like us like you could feel like he like he assimilated into it and he was the black guy on campus you know he plays a sport he you know they said he had muscles and shit like that cool but he was just like the ultimate fuck nigga this fuck boys he's a fuck nigga like it, it, was, it was so bad like i've never been more disappointed in a black man who tries to use non-existent relationship trauma to explain being a playboy i've I've never seen no shit like that before and to watch him do it for like eight consecutive episodes it, it was so wild so basically he rodney is he's good with the white community like you know his his dad went to Yale his mom's black and he he talked to his mom like shit which I thought was really weird because I'm like yo like my mom the shit wouldn't fly but you know he's well off he goes to Gallaudet University and all of a sudden like he has this hood persona he wants to go and he's talking about drinking Henny and blah 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 but he's talking so it's weird because most of the show you're reading sub you know sub captions and he's talking which was it's going to blow you away the first time you actually see it. You're like, damn, like you have this one inclination of how deaf people communicate. But then there's him, him and Daquan. They actually speak words and not only just words. They have these conversations where they like they interchange having conversations and speaking and, you know, speaking sign at the same time. So basically, Daquan and Alexa basically hooked up while going to Gallaudet University. And I told you before that, you know, he wasn't feeling her or whatever. And Daquan ends up sleeping with Alexa. Now, Daquan don't tell Rodney that, you know, he got the girl pregnant. He didn't tell him that because that's his man. He's like, I ain't gonna do that. And he kept that shit a secret, even though Daquan and Rodney, they go to Rodney's house and eat dinner together, which I'm like, yo, like how many of us guys have friends who like are like that? I've had friends before, like, yo, you know what? Like, that, that's my man's but is that my man's like I, I fuck with him but do we fuck with me like yeah we around each other we're cool but it's like a one-way type of cool and that's how this relationship with Daquan and Rodney went like 
Rodney fucked with Daquan because he was black and he went to the school and it's like, all right, we, we can go and fuck on these women, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, Rodney just don't give a fuck about nobody. And he made that crystal clear on the show. The issue, though, is he does little stupid shit that you're like, yo, why? In the f-? Like, I wanted to reach through my TV screen and just be like, yo, you're not built this way. So at one point, one of the girls, um, she, uh, Shayana. So Shayana, she is a... I don't say she's a virgin, but she's basically she's waiting for marriage for the right one. And Rodney knows this. He goes and he takes her to the Jefferson Memorial. They're having a conversation. They're talking about it. And he's taken aback by it, but he still pursues her. And he says, I'm not going to be a play anymore. I'm not going to do this, blah, 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 blah. Only to the next sentence he says, you know, I guess to the camera to us is, yeah, I'm kind of like a player. I was like, you know what? I'm completely off this nigga. Like this thing just trash absolute trash next so then we got tessa so if iggy azalea was a tv character on real world she'd be tessa now tessa is also deaf but she's messy as shit the reason why i say this is you know because she's going to be in you know she'll be instagram famous in a few months for sure because she's catty as shit uh the backstory by her because even though there's not much about her there's just a little bit so Tessa and Alexa grew up together. So Alexa and her were in the same community, the same elite group that, you know, I spoke about early in the show of, you know, the deaf community. Everybody's kind of like they stay to themselves. And Tessa, I'm assuming, had a falling out with Alexa or she just kind of distanced herself when she got to college. And they kind of alluded to the fact that Tessa knows that Alexa sleeps around and she knows it because she's the one who goes and says, oh, well, she's, you know, it's well known that she sleeps around, which is like, damn, like that's supposed to be your girl. And I don't know if women do this, but what I know is that shit looked really messy to me. So Alexa tells her the secret. She's the only person other than her parents that knows the situation about the situation that happened with Alexa and Daquan and the abortion and her being stealthed by him. The very next episode, Daquan says, well, I heard that you told Tessa. So my question is, if Alexa told Texa, uh, Tessa, who the fuck is Tessa telling? Because Tessa feels like, and you can just tell from the show and you have to watch it for yourself. You can tell that she's that type of individual that will go and snitch on something that's supposed to be a secret. She's going to tell the first person that's in the room. And that that's why I couldn't fuck with her. Um, with, with friends like that, like I know the quote is with like with friends like that who needs enemies. Honestly, you gotta fight somebody like that. That shit is wild. Um, last there is Dalton. So Dalton's the white guy on the show, and honestly, I pegged him completely wrong. No homo, but you know, basically, Dalton is a football player that plays on the team with Rodney. Oh, let me let me go back to Rodney. So Rodney and Dalton, they do play on the same football team. So this is all tying in. So Dalton and Rodney play on the same football team and they have homecoming for Gallaudet. I think they played, uh, I think it's called the school called Dale or Dalt or something like that. Either way. So they played this football team for homecoming and Rodney goes over to the sidelines where, you know, Daquan and, you know, the cast are hanging out. And he starts drinking with him. So I'm sitting there like, yo, this nigga did not just go off the field to go drink with them and then go back on the field. Now, I get it. He's probably graduated by this point. But it's like, yo, that does not make Gallaudet look good, which on this show, which is very interesting to know, Gallaudet is nowhere to be found. Like you can see the campus and stuff. They zoom in and out of it, but you don't see them in the classroom. Not once. 
it, it's literally like you know on real world where the show it all takes place in the house or at parties but you never see them going to work like even though we know in like 2020 people got cell phones you never see them have cell phones this is how that show is to the point where i think on the show i actually saw someone that i used to talk to as like a bartender on this show so i'm, I'm i'll just go past that really quick but i just thought that was worth mentioning but back to dalton so i thought initially that he had a crush on his like best friend who's like a bartender at a beer garden and basically it's another guy and the reason why i said this is because one part of the show he gets a phone number from a chicken dupont circle so he goes and gets the phone number from her and he never calls her back so they make sure to zoom in the camera and you know he gets really quiet about why he doesn't want to call her back and he's saying i'm feeling a little bit differently and i don't think i'm in the same space as her and i was like okay like i think they're trying to i kind of pivoted to him possibly being you know a gay male or having you know even you know being bisexual cool I was completely wrong. So what had happened was he fell in love with Alexa too. So, so he falls in love with Alexa. Now this is all three of the dudes on the show have fallen in love with Alexa at some point. And this results in the little part, uh, the Halloween party that they had where Dalton and Alexa go upstairs and people are like, yo, where's Dalton? Have you seen Alexa? And like, you see like the cameraman, pans to the bathroom door and you can see the light on you can hear her and him giggling because they mic'd up and dalton comes out first and he goes back downstairs and drinks next thing you know she comes back out and she's going out drinking now it's funny because i want to say like a week before this had happened dalton had taken her to the community pool on campus so he takes her to this cool to this pool or whatever and they're swimming and you could tell she wants to get close to him to make out and everything like that and he had reservations. So then a week after, I think it's a couple of days, maybe after they go to this pool, she's still thinking about it. She's like, wait, he didn't try his hand with me. What the fuck is going on? Since he didn't try his hand on, with her, what she does is she tries to go talk to his boy. That's the bartender at the beer garden. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? There's so much going on. I was like, yo, no, 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 no. She, what, are you, what are you doing, girl? You crazy. You fucking with everybody. And everybody knows it. it this shit's not cool. So. She tries to fuck with the bar owner or whatever. And the bar owner tells her straight up. He was like, hey, nah, <laughs> it ain't going to be that, though. And as soon <laughs> as soon as he tell her that, she says to the camera, she was like, well, he loves beer more than he loves women. And I was like, that that might be true. But more importantly, he probably know how you get down. The reason why is because, like I said, this is Gallaudet at University, small bubble. And obviously, they hang out at these little nearby bars that are obviously a part of the college town. And you just were trying to get with his man. So when Dalton sees this, because he's working at his friend's bar at this point, he's like, you know what? Well, she's trying to talk to my man. So let me just go ahead and get with her. Right. So that all led into the Halloween party where they end up. I don't know if they hooked up. I don't know if they just made out or some shit like that. Either way, it was weird. So I, I left with some points. So I was like, it, it doesn't matter who a woman sleeps with at all. I just found it a bit concerning that right before she goes and does all the things that she does on this show she flaunts her inability to love or care about men and this is telling because i see this a lot on twitter where people go and project how they feel on other people's tweets and it's like yo it it wasn't even that but you made it that way and this show had a lot of that and it had a lot of influences where you might have all these expectations from women or men, 
but your expectations always exceed your efforts and it's crazy to even think that that's a possibility but it's true and for a show called deaf you to actually like kind of hone in on that and people on twitter have kind of been left and right about it but that's what i took from this a lot of the characters on this show their expectations really exceed their efforts and it, it just hurts to know that this is our first like iteration of a show with like the deaf community and i thought i would learn a little bit more i was thoroughly entertained but i felt like there were certain things that i missed and there were certain things that i wanted that i didn't get and i felt like i learned more about their drinking capabilities their sexual escapades and is anybody who lives in dc and goes to certain parts of the city that i won't say because i don't want to you know just put that out there but Anybody who does know, they know what Gallaudet is and they know the proximity that they are to other bar areas. So if you wanted to do that, if you, you know, some people do this whole thing of checking boxes. Oh, I want to sleep with a white woman. Oh, I want to sleep with a black guy. Oh, I want to sleep with a deaf person. Like, I think, what was that, that book? Um, the asshole book, uh, Tucker Max, uh, Tucker Max. So when Tucker Max wrote that book about, you know, sleeping with a deaf girl and doing that, that started checking people's boxes. So once upon a time when I was an asshole, that felt like something that I wanted to do. But as a grown man, like that's just not cool. But tying this all back in, a lot of Alexa's choices had me like, what the fuck? I was not happy with her. I was not entertained by her choices at the end of it. And just ultimately, it was a great show, but there needs to be more seasons with better representation. Number one, we won't get back to it. The lack of black women just it really disturbed me. Not even just black women, Hispanic women, Asian women, women who could actually just that were educated, book smart, street smart, and honestly just had personalities. It felt like I was watching two black men fawn over this one white woman. And I left after eight episodes being like, what's so special about her? And I didn't want to make it a sexual thing or nothing like that. I was like, yo, why her? Now, they were saying, oh, she's tall. She's like 5'11", blah, blah. Okay, great. But so? Like, if you live in D.C., regardless of what part you're in, you can be in Virginia, you can live in Maryland, you can live in D.C. One thing this city is not absent of is white women. And let that be known if you go on Twitter, if you go on Tinder, regardless of where you are, you can literally go to a happy hour at work or you can just go to watch football on a Sunday. There are white women there and you can try your hand at all of them. And some of them are nice. Some of them are not whatever you want to call it. However, this show didn't do a good representation of certain women. And if you have a type, you'll know exactly what this is when you watch the show. So it, it just pains me to know, like, what if these women were black? Because there is a black Alexa out there and I don't want a black woman's representation being the same way that I just saw Alexa for eight episodes. And it just hurts to know that. So I'm hoping with the next season of Def U, they make better choices for the women. The men, I, honestly, I just know what it's going to be. It is what it is. And that's cool. But I know for a fact black women will do a lot better at representing themselves as well as being with their peers. And honestly, there just needs to be that one chick that's on the show that just is like, you know what? I am not with the shit. I am not with the shit. 
and I will rock you if you keep doing some stupid shit. Like there would be no Daquan if there was a Vanessa or a Tiffany or a Brittany or and you know I'm just you know just saying subjectively those names, but you know what I mean. Like this shit wouldn't happen. More importantly, this is on Netflix. I don't know how many viewers Netflix gets. All I know is Alexa from now on wherever she goes next job she's at wherever she go like she's protected because she white so she has that forever but you're always going to be known as somebody who went to Gallaudet University or any university and you're known for sleeping with the bad boys and you might as well just say they were black because that's what the fuck they were and that's what like really upset me the most as a man who is not only in an interracial relationship marriage rather but you instead of them just saying oh she likes black guys they said oh she likes bad boys her mom said oh she likes bad boys her dad says oh you like bad boys i'm like no she she likes black guys but all the black dudes ain't like that and it, it just it really fucked me up to even think about that so you know what i'm i'm gonna go because i can literally talk for another hour and a half about it but i just wanted to go and just make a brief episode review about Def U on Netflix, which I feel like everybody needs to watch. There needs to be more shows like it. Maybe they need to go to HBCUs. They need to go to other, you know, Deaf universities. I feel like they really did Gallaudet University no favors and they need to redeem themselves with a season two there with better choices of people. And the producer, I think you did a great job, but you needed just a little bit more help. And I would love to see what they had on the cutting room floor that they just left out because I know that they left a lot of vital information just sitting there that would have given context to that show. But I mean, for eight, 20, 23 minute episodes, I was thoroughly and, you know, I was enjoying everything. I felt like my family, we all watched together. It didn't do anything too much. There was no, you know, sex actually happening. There was some subject, you know, subjecting of it. But other than that, no, it it was it was all right. I'd give it out of a 10, I'd say maybe eight because, I mean, there's always room, you know, for improvement. But I'm going to just leave it to you. And if you guys do watch it and you listen to the show, contact us at Young Black Pod. Contact me at Al Sharp Tongue on Twitter because you'll probably see my tweets. They're not trending, but I mean, I really wrote this long like monologue about them. Um. I would like to actually talk to one of the people that were on the show or the producers. So hopefully if they hear this, they'll maybe talk about it. Um, I guess until the next little mini review or something, like, I'll, I'll let y'all. All right, bye. See y'all later.